Oh, Liverpool Leeds, 4-3 Thriller. Ooh, Liverpool season 17-18 is back, at least for one match. Admit it, you all missed it, haven't you all Liverpool fans? In reality, I kinda did. I miss those emotions from time to time. The adrenaline running through your veins. The feeling of insecurity because you don't know what's gonna happen next. I kinda missed it. But mostly, I missed in this match feeling of being in control. Not jumping on my bed, not knowing what's gonna happen and not feeling to myself Oh my god, we scored, thank god, but they're gonna score, aren't they? Oh no, don't do this again. I know this can be entertaining for some people. It's entertaining for me from time to time looking back at my reactions when I send voicemails to some of my friends, but in all honesty, it's not good for my health. No way. And unfortunately for all Liverpool supporters, it was a brilliant game of football, but... It wasn't the best night for Liverpool, and I'm gonna criticize at least five Liverpool players and Liverpool in general, and I'm gonna tell my concerns about Liverpool for this season, but at the very least about this match, what I noticed, what I'm really concerned about. But before I'm gonna do this, I really wanna talk about Leeds. You know, after watching from time to time for two years some games of Leeds in Championship, after hearing Klopp, Guardiola, Pochettino and other managers, like not only top managers, but also of Newcastle, uh, Burnley, West Ham, whatever, everybody sing praises about how great Bielsa is, you cannot help yourself but to be excited. And after watching them for two years from time to time, after watching this game, you need to be damn sure they're going to be a force you need to be reckoned with. Because they played beautiful combination football against champions of England. Seemingly, you know, they were so... so lightheaded, you know, in the way of how they were doing stuff. They were very aggressive, but this combination football just went so easily for them. I don't know how they did this, apart from, you know, Bielsa's system, but that was brilliant. And yes, you can say they strikers fucked some chances. Yeah, that's true. You can say their midfield lost a ball quite a few times, especially in the first half. And I agree with this. So did Liverpool, to be fair to Leeds fans. You know, the defense was poor from time to time, which I think was a very showing uh, after a second goal with Van Dijk scoring this bullet, but mostly was showing mistakes from a goalkeeper and from a defense. But you know what? Even with all this criticism that you can throw on Litz, you would arguably say that they were better than Liverpool in near, nearly everything, apart from scoring goals and defending when it comes to, uh, you know, to a goal. Everything else, Leeds was so great. Doubtably, how I said, better than Liverpool at the same aspects. And, you know, I can say for Liverpool fans and for Leeds fans, I don't think they're going to be against it. Nobody really expect them to be so good. Nobody really expect them to be so 
fresh and so ready to fight until they end, score their goals, uh, you know, to Liverpool, and then look like they can score two more. That was amazing performance for them. And you know, I would love to say, oh, this player played well, this player was incredible, but I can, because first, they all look the same with their man bun, <laughs> for fuck's sake. But second of all, they don't have stars. Apart from Rodrigo, who I said to my friends was a weird decision to buy because he was quite poor for Valencia for the last two years. And one of the matches against, I'm pretty sure, Germany in the Nations League showed that he can be fucking atrocious when it comes to, to scoring goals. When he missed this absolute one-on-one -on -one sitter. Uh, but um, everyone else feels right where they belong. It was a shock to me that there were some youngsters, there were new signings, and they played incredible again after first half when they felt each other, you know, they understand how they should play together, understand their weaknesses, their, you know, power sides, and they played really well. And that's why they considered only fourth goal in the, in the second half, so only one goal. They were great, apart from Rodrigo. But you can say, you know, it was his first game for a long time in the Premier League, so sure, whatever. But he was poor. This is the only one who I can easily say was their worst man of the match. Apart from that defender who costed them a penalty and the second goal. Yeah, those two were the worst guys on the pitch for Leeds. But you know what? I think it's enough of praising Leeds, even though they deserve everything. I think it's time to bash a little bit my club, Liverpool. Oh, it's been a while. I can say that you have still this champion's mentality, because even when you played worse than your opponent, you still somehow managed to win. And yes, this is true. But mostly, I would say we've been luckier, and we have bigger players, bigger stars, players that more quality than Leeds have. And that was the only reason why we won. Not because of the champion's mentality, but because we were aggressive, especially Salah was aggressive. I will tell you, more, this was more Salah that we missed for nearly all last season. I'm telling you, this is more Salah that when it comes to the time where you need to score, you need to be effective for your team, you go and you bust your fucking ass and you do this. And he was the 17-18, how I said it before, Salah. When he comes in, scored 34 goals, breaking the records of goal scoring uh, for the, his first season, for the season in the Premier League, and he can score more and he will score more. At least that's what I got from this more. How Gary Neville said, he looks hungry, he looks mean, and this is something that I like. Because, you know, last season I criticized more from time to time when he deserved to be criticized because he was, if not arrogant, he was wasting a lot of opportunities. He was looking, I don't want to, you know, judge a person or something to say, but he was lacking, you know. Lacking this fire, lacking this hungriness, because maybe they already been winning the league 
quite easily in January. Maybe it was because of the typical downfall that Liverpool have ever seen. So maybe, maybe it was something in his brain that didn't let him score as many goals as he normally would. But now, hopefully it's all changed. We will see this more again, no doubt. But it's going to be hopefully in the middle of the season for two games. And then he will be coming back to this Mostala. Hungry, mean motherfucker that everyone wants to see. Breaking his own records. Breaking every single record that he can possibly can. And scoring like fucking 100 goals. And um, here comes the sad part. This is basically all positives that I can say about Liverpool straight away. Mo Salah. He was brilliant, scored two penalties. One absolutely world-class volley, doubtably, you can say it after the first, you know, tour, is going to be one of the best, if not the best volley of the season. And that's after the first game of the season. It was so bloody good. Hit it. As hard as he possibly could. Right in the top nine. Goalkeeper had no chance. And uh, how I said. Positives really end here. Because now we're going to talk about the rest of the squad. Henderson was good. He was decent. But only for first half. Then he needed to be stopped in the first half. Because he's not ready to play. The full 90, uh, 90 minutes. And... After the injury that he got, after not being used at preseason, it was weird to see him in the first first team against Leeds because, yeah, he gives us this mentality that, as we clearly saw at the end of last season, if Henderson is not here, we are screwed. We still doubtably didn't need him as much as we need Fabinho, right? Okay, but you know what? I'm happy he was there. It was surprising to see him from the first minute. I was, I would, you know, put a bet that he would come out in the second half and be the player that we had him in the first half. You know, controlling the ball, being uh, aggressive in the tackles, but also aggressive in his passing abilities. It would be nice to have this player at the last 20-30 minutes against Leeds. But you know what? Sure, it worked out. Now, uh, what can I say? Well, Robertson played well. Yeah, he hadn't had a lot of troubles this time. He didn't look drunk. He was good. Uh, he even had an assist to Van Dijk's goal. And Trent was all right. Well, that's that's about it. I'm not going to lie to you. Every single else, motherfucker, you can criticize him. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. And I'm going to start with a man who scored an absolute bullet as a second goal for Liverpool, Virgil van Dijk. You would expect, whoa, he scored. He must have been great. He must have been brilliant. But if there is one word how you can describe van Dijk for the last of, I don't know, 7 to 10, 15 games. Uh, well, obviously it's the restart. After well, in the previous season and preseason and the first match of this season, I would describe him as arrogant. You know, I would hope that it was only, in my opinion, last season he was acting weird, he was playing a little weird, but 
after hearing other Liverpool fans and some, you know, world-class players that are now on TV working, they all agree in the same, they all have the same opinion as I do. He plays just too arrogant. He feels different. You know, he is way too cocky. And because of this, even though he scored a goal, he costs this the second goal for Leeds after making a mistake. And then there was a stupid mistake in the, after what they scored. Because how the f... <sighs> okay, okay, okay. I'm not going to judge him way too much. Maybe I should. But how the fuck you're going to do this mistake after you already did similar type of mistake in an Arsenal game last season that was like, what, three months ago, two months ago? It still should be kind of fresh in your mind. And statistically, he has the most amount of mistakes that led to the goal in the whole Premier League since the beginning of last season. Three mistakes, and two of them happened in the last couple of months. This is concerning. I'm not saying, oh no, he's no garbage. No, he was good and bad throughout the whole match. He had his ups, not only scoring goal, uh, another goal that had been disallowed, I think, wrong. It shouldn't been disallowed, because... But, it's a hard situation. You can see that Jones kind of tackled, well, kind of grabbed uh, Leeds player. But also you see that other Leeds player just didn't make, you know, the clear road so Leeds player can run. And it was, you know, both of them kind of making his life harder. And because of this, he fell down and Rev decided it was a fall on the player. You know what? Sure. Whatever. I'm just going to close my eyes. I'm not going to say that referee was bad because he was not. He wasn't. He was He was good. No shit. But Van Dijk, after this, without those two moments where he scored and scored and <laughs> goal was disallowed, he had some good tackles. He had some good moments when he controlled the game. But it was a very dangerous situation from Leeds. Pass that literally... Fucked all our defense, and only Van Dyke was there to stop it. Great. But also there were moments that you think to yourself, how the fuck Virgil can play like this? I mean, the fact that we considered three kind of screams for itself that our defense was not good. Joe, uh, you know, you think to yourself, he was a shadow. He really didn't do anything good. Did he do something bad? Yeah, first goal, he should have been way more precise when Trent lost his man. That was his fault. But then Joe Gomez runs right at the Leeds player and somehow fucking missed him. And after this, immediately Leeds player scored. So I don't have my um, names for people who scored because I'm a little bit away from home. So excuse me for this shit. I'm going to refer to every Leeds player as Leeds player. Uh, shit happens, I know. But after this moment, I haven't seen Joe Gomez at all. Like, I know he was there. I know he did some tackles that saved us. I know he maybe made some mistakes that kind of let least uh, players go and felt a little bit more free in our goalie area. But he was a shadow. And I can... Arguably say he was one of the worst one because of this. 
one of the worst players because somehow everything that we predicted as Liverpool fans is happening right now. We haven't bought an extra defender because we sold Lovren and we didn't spend any sort of money on any sort of defender. We had an opportunity to buy Thiago Silva for free. We didn't do this. I understand why he's too old. Who knows how he's going to play in the Premier League. Okay. We had an opportunity to sign Vatonga for free. He played in Tottenham. So as a full decision, you know, he could have worked. We didn't do this. Okay, his wages are way too big. Sure. But we haven't bought anyone. Playing safe and working with our youngsters, well, then Thiago Silva would be an amazing opportunity. He would be here for one season, he, he can go, you can sign him for two years and then sell him for one to five million euros and, you know, get some money for him. And for this year or two, youngster could have developed and you could easily say, or at the very, at the very least, you had some sort of opinion. Can they play in the Premier League or should they just leave on loan or should they leave the club entirely but now with Joe Gomez playing badly playing like a fucking shadow nowhere seen nowhere to be seen uh with uh Joel Matip who knows is he injured obviously he wasn't fully fit to play this game he only did he even came out I'm pretty sure he did uh in the last like 10 minutes I mean Obviously, we need to wait and see when Joel will return fully because he, without a doubt, should play as a first, as a first man in a defense with Van Dijk. Uh, then I would love to talk about Keita because Keita was so bloody good at the end of the last season. After the restart, he was fucking incredible, and he proved to every single critic. That he deserves to be in the squad. Not gonna lie. I was one of them who was concerned about Keita's future. Because first of all he made out of glass. Second of all he either has incredible game. Either shit game. He rarely has this middle game where he was good. But he didn't really do anything. So whatever. I guess it's a 6 out of 10. No. Most of the time he's either incredible. Either shit. And lately he was incredible. But I guess you can be always incredible. And tonight, well, two nights ago, he was shit. The passes were not accurate. The The fact that he was missing every single time when we needed him. He was just unaware where he needs to be. He was unaware how to make this pass. Really showed to me that maybe he's still not ready for... A, full-on game against the side like Leeds who have the ability and the system and the philosophy to go and do what they want because against those teams maybe he still haven't developed this idea how to stop them maybe maybe he's just not good to play in the first first team like full-on from the first minute I doubt it maybe it was just a bad game hopefully it was Hopefully he will be better against... Oh, fuck. We're playing against Chelsea. That would be an interesting way to look at the game. Because fucking hell. Those guys bought 
nearly every single player that they possibly could, apart from goalkeeper. Uh-huh. And it would be nice to beat them. But I think it's going to be a very, very hard match to play. And hopefully Kato and every other single player that I'm going to talk about later on will be ready too because we need them at their bloody top. Kato was poor, but someone who was even more poor was Mane. Jesus Christ, mate. I'm telling you, he's doubtably our best player in a top three apart from Firmino who is you know the weird one he's going lower he's not really a number nine he's not a center forward he's not a striker he is a striker who's also cam who's also cdm a cm and everything like this Mane I said before he has this something in him he's so unpredictable and later his unpredictability was either going to be bloody great in my decision making when it comes to not one-on-one but when it comes to the final third either I'm going to be fucking horrendous and unfortunately for all of us it was one of those games he was bloody awful when it comes to the final third he can run past every single player but when it comes to decision making either shoot either pass he would fucked it all up Every single moment for 90 minutes. Oh no, mate. How the f- how the fuck? And that's a shame because I bloody love money. And it's going to be more shame when I'm going to talk about the last player I'm going to criticize. Money was poor. His decision making was awful. When he needed to pass, he decided to go and, you know, spin around. Decided to, oh, I can ran past four defenders or at least one and then lost the ball and it wasn't even a corner for example he should have passed he should he should have shooted he passed all of this stuff and it really affected the way how you look at him at this match because he had again some very good moments running past uh, some players not making some players but the only thing you remember is damn he was bloody horrendous when it comes to score or, you know, assisting. And it's a shame, what's a bigger shame, we have even bigger fool in a final third than Mane. And this hurts my soul to say because I fucking love Bobby more than a lot of Liverpool fans. After Coutinho left, he basically became my favorite player. He was so different, he was so great, they finally found his position and he can only, you know, fight with maybe Robertson as one of my favorite players. I don't know why, but it's Firmino, probably Robertson and I would say it was Milner, but now it is Mane, for example. I still don't know about the third guy, it can be easily Fabinho, it can be easily Mane, maybe even Salah, but... Those two are probably my favorite players. But lately, Bobby, I know that a lot of Liverpool's will say, Liverpool fans will say, oh, he's he's doing a lot of, you know, extra stuff, not only trying to score or assist. And that's true, and I know it. But also a lot of other players from different clubs know it. Also, a lot of coaches know this. And it seems like, Bobby knows it, and he completely forgets about the thing that he needs to fucking score. He needs to 
assist. And tonight, it was typical Firmino of a previous season. Every single moment that he had, he fucked it. He had zero shots on target and he had zero sharp passes. Well, how, uh, how was the name? What's the name of this fucking thing? Uh, chances, zero chances created. Fucking hell. Zero shots on target and zero chance created? Are you fucking kidding me? And I can, right now, two days after the match, I sit in my room, closing my eyes, and I can easily remember those moments. First minutes of the game, Bobby had an opportunity, one-on-one with the goalkeeper, here's another extra defenders coming near him, he decided to pass instead of shoot. Okay, first minutes of the game. Later on in the game, same situation, pass it to Vinaldum, he decided to shoot this time. Then again, later on, second half, same shit. Instead of shooting, he again passes. Every single time he had this type of opportunity, he made a wrong decision. And I don't fucking know how it's possible for someone as good as Firmino to do this, but somehow he fucking did this. Uh, it was really painful to look at Bobby tonight. Well, I'm saying tonight, but it was two nights ago. Because you can see he's trying... But a lot of time he was out of position or I remember, you know, not only those wasted moments, but the pass going to him after a very fast-paced game, you know, after fast-paced passes. And he just out of the game, he couldn't connect with the ball, he couldn't touch the ball, he already fucking lost it because he was a little bit slipping on the field. Like, I don't know what happened with Bobby, but clearly... Uh, the decision to make him a 9 that is also centimeters, CDM, cam, all of this shit, it doesn't always work. And maybe it's time to change up the system, maybe it's time to do something different with Bobby, maybe just put him lower and buy an actual fucking forward who's going to be able to score goals, something that nearly every single Liverpool fan was begging for. Something that Klopp has been begging for in the face of Werner. But hey, 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 go fuck yourself. Go and have Firmino, Origi and Shakiri on the bench. Well, Shakiri and Origi on the bench. Firmino as main striker. And it's a shame because Bobby is incredible. Everyone loves Bobby. But sometimes you just need to face with reality. And the reality was he was poor and he has been for quite some time when it comes to scoring goals. His decision making is not as sharp. His willingness to score goals maybe is not as sharp as, as it once was. And that's a reality. And that's a shame. Maybe he need this extra refreshing. Something that you know, burn this fire in his eyes one more time and he can go for a couple more seasons with the same intensity for at least this and next season. Who knows what it is? Maybe we need to actually buy another striker. Maybe we need to, you know, who fucking knows what we need to do, but we need to do something by we, we mean, we mean, oh fuck, I'm going insane. I mean Klopp and the coaching stuff at the club. And there is one more player that I guess I need to talk about. Mr. Ginny Wijnaldum. 
he was bad. He had only 21 passes or some shit like this. I remember looking at the stat. And that's bad. And a lot of fans tried to say, oh, well, he's unsure of his future. Yeah, he either's gonna stay, which is probably the case, or he will leave for free next season, or he will leave for like 10 to 15 million euros to Barcelona this season. I understand. You still haven't received a new contract from Liverpool. You haven't received a contract from Barcelona, so you don't know about your future, and you don't know whether the club wants you to stay full this season and then next season and the season after, or they want to play you for one season and let you go for free. You don't know. But, first of all, should you even play if you're not fully concentrated on the game? Who knows? That's not for us to decide. But I would say maybe then let Minamino or Fabinho play for the very first fucking minute. Like he always did in the preseason. Huh? Or just don't think about those type of stuff when you are on the field. I know it's easy to say, but sometimes it's just somewhere deep down in your mind. You don't even want to focus on this, but it just springs into your mind. Like, why am I playing on top of my fucking power, you know, if they still didn't make it clear whether they want to keep me or not? I understand, but it's a shame that we are sitting here and criticizing Liverpool players for the fact that they are not sure about their future. Overall, we had Leeds that played incredible, we had Liverpool that had some great moments in the game, but they created something. But also we have Liverpool, who competed against Leeds, who can be shitty a defender, you know, with Joe Gomez and Van Dijk and their defense. And we had our, like, fucking half of a squad decided this game gonna be one of the shittiest games we're possibly gonna do this season hopefully we're not gonna face this sort of trouble again you know where half of our squad plays fucking horrendous but next game is against chelsea and chelsea gonna be willing to beat us then we have Arsenal, who also already beat us twice last season and this uh, preseason time. And they want to do this one more time. So it's going to be a tough two next matches. We're hopefully going to win. But we need to be on top of our game to do this. And right now, whew, we are far away from our top game. And next game against Chelsea will be very telling. Um whether we want to actually win the trophy, are we capable of doing this right now? And do we have the right mindset? Because the mindset, they are telling in every single interview that we need to attack the title, that we don't need to defend it, we need to be stronger than ever, hungrier than ever, and hopefully that's the case. But since the last season, you know, the end of the last season where they said, oh, yeah, we won the title, but it doesn't mean we're going to play like shit, and they play like shit. I don't know, can I trust them fully? I'm gonna, you know, shut my mouth and wait and see until the next game and the next game how we're gonna play. But right now, the future doesn't look so bright. Not gonna lie. Especially with the understanding of the situation that we still didn't buy either Thiago, either Defender, either fucking Striker or 
left mid, right mid, whoever who's gonna be capable to uh, change in Firmino if he's playing like he played against Leeds or Sabi Mane or Salah if they are tired. We are still vulnerable at those pieces. And you know what? That's it. That's it for today. I'm not gonna uh, make Liverpool fans even more ingrained at me or even more depressed than they originally were. I'm not gonna make other fans of other clubs more happy about me ranting about Liverpool. I'm just gonna hope that next game against Chelsea we are ready to defeat them, we are hungry, we are mean bastards that with a fire in our eyes and we go and fucking score 10 goals, so at the very least we are performing very good and winning the game, yeah. Thank you for listening, next podcast will be either about Tottenham, uh, Everton, either about movie Tenet, but I think it's gonna be a very long review until you're gonna hear it, because holy fuck, did I understand anything? I think I understood a lot, but at the same time, maybe I understood diddly diddly dick, so who knows? I also wanted to make AEW and NXT review, who knows, will I do this, will I not? So you just need to wait and see what's gonna happen next. Thank you for listening to this nonsensical rant, and goodbye.